This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Hello and welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Miles Danhausen Jr. and today we're talking tourism. Specifically, we're going to talk about the changing approach to tourism here on the Door Peninsula as the industry gets ready to celebrate National Travel and Tourism Week. And joining me to talk about it is the not quite new CEO of Destination Door County, Julie Gilbert. Julie, thanks for joining us. Excited to be here, Miles. Thank you. And the longtime public relations director for Destination Door County, John Jarish. Good John, to see you, Miles. Thank you. Yeah. And are you, is that still your title? I know a lot of titles have shifted. So what is? We can go with that. Uh, my new title, <laughs> although, is going to be chief communications officer. All right. Moving forward. So good. We clarified that, and the yeah. podcast is over. That was the important there news we needed. Hey, it was great. <laughs> great to be with you today, Miles. <laughs> well, Julie, I wanted to start with you and talk a little bit about what it's been like for you to get acclimated to the position, get acclimated to the county after coming here from Buffalo, New York back in November of last year. Yeah. What have you what have you learned? Anything? I, there's so much more to learn is one of the things that I've learned. But I think from going out and trying to meet as many people as I have throughout the peninsula, from Washington Island to Ellison Bay to Ephraim, all of the areas down through the southern part of the county is really people that are passionate about the county. They love Door County. They want to improve and continue to look at how Door County can be a success and utilizing tourism as a way to do that. People love it here and they're proud of their home. And you're coming in at a time when there's this big transition. There's like this this wave and, and John, you've seen this for a long time of people, we want tourism, but we want it our way and a certain amount at the right time. And it's got to be that. And if not, we get really upset up here. That's how, I, that's probably every tourism destination in the country to some extent. Yeah. But, you know, we've had an inflection point here with tourism was on the rise a little bit. Oh, I shouldn't say a little bit. It was, it was growing. And then COVID hit and much to everyone's surprise, it just exploded up here to a point where some people are at a breaking point. We're having trouble with workforce and stuff. So you're coming into this at a at a very key point. What kind of things have you been hearing from business owners? What kind of concerns have you heard in your, your first six months here just trying to get to know and get the vibe? You know, I, I think as Destination Door County, we are evolving more into a community shared values organization where we're out working more closely with the community business associations, with the municipalities, and with residents. And, and through those conversations, we are hearing a lot of concern about workforce, of course, and transportation is also an issue, compression. Hmm. And we're trying to identify different tactical execution in our marketing efforts. We can help with some of the compression. We do mm. target visitors at a certain time of the year, a certain value-based visitor that we know is concerned about environmental impact. And we know that a lot of our visitors that are coming into Door County are second time, third time, fourth time repeat visitors. Mm. And they care about it. They come here because they want to be part of the community and they love the community, and we hope that they take care of the community as our community takes care of itself. That's a, 
a key point and something that some of the business owners the last couple of years with the COVID situation, what some business owners told me is we had a lot more visitors, but a lot of them weren't the same type of visitor in the sense that like they weren't that repeat customer all the time because a lot of repeat customers stayed home, stayed locked down. were trying to stay safe and take care of themselves. So then we had this influx, which was good for business, but it was a lot of people who were unfamiliar with Door County, maybe unfamiliar with the ethic here where, you know, you go to the Sister Bay Bowl or we, we were just talking before we got on the air here about the Greenwood Supper Club. You go to places like that, a lot of the people in that room have been going there for generations. And mm-hmm. so they respect the staff, they respect the surroundings, they respect the parks when they go out. And people were telling me that they weren't quite seeing that same level of respect and uh, oneness with the destination. I don't know if you heard that, John. And yeah, I mean, and, and we did. And actually that's the the timing of our Cure for Door County program and the different initiatives that, we, that are a part of that uh, really hit, in my opinion, at a perfect time. Mm-hmm. Because 2020, we did see a lot of first-time visitors because they couldn't travel by plane or what have you. A lot of the regulars maybe weren't traveling that summer. And that's really the first summer that we started to kick off some of those things. It was a, uh, we didn't have a huge rollout that year. But we did start to roll out the Door County Pledge mm-hmm. uh, a little bit later. That uh, We were laying the groundwork at that point. But I think that that stuff all hit at the time where we started to talk to our visitors even before they got here to say, look, we'd love to have you to come. But when you come here, here are some expectations that we have of you to respect our home and where we live in this place that so many people love. And so uh, we, we, we had heard that a lot of the, the first time visitors, especially from mm-hmm. our innkeepers, especially and again in 2020, we just heard that over and over and over again. But really, what an amazing opportunity for us to invite and, and welcome people here for the first time to show them what Door County was all about. And we heard this over and over, too, how amazing people thought it was up here. Yeah. Uh, people that had never been here before that because they were too busy going all these other places around the world. Yeah. Here they had a year to, to try Door County on for size and they loved it. And so I think, again, that our messaging hitting the way it did to try to remind visitors how to travel when they're here, and it's not just a free-for-all, I think was a good time. And we're, we're trying to double down on that now and talking about that more and more as more of our marketing hits uh, in different times of the year. Julie, I think one of the first times I met you when you would come to Door County, one of the things you said was you couldn't believe how clean it was for a place it, that is yes. seen as, you know, some people would say overdeveloped and overrun. But you were you were commented on just like that first impression you had. It you know I I came from a destination that was pure tourist destination Niagara Falls USA, and different type of visitor and not very respectful of the environment surrounding, and the first thing that I felt and saw when I was in Door County was exactly right. It was just so clean and pristine and people waving at me and <laughs> it was great i loved it i mean it was it was really that sense of place mm. and that sense of community which was and is so powerful and i've you know i've heard that for years yeah, yeah it's it's so a matter of perspective right mm. that's where perspective really comes into play because if you've had talked to somebody that's been coming up here for 20 30 40 years or lived here they're going to have a certain perspective on what they feel door county is today but if you have a brand new visitor that's never been here before and i hear this over and over and over again from new people because i'm a talker so i love talking <laughs> to people oh no, really they say they can't believe how undeveloped it is yeah. even yeah. today yeah and again it's a matter of your perspective and where you're coming from, what you what you think might be here versus what you what had in your mind. So it's again, it's all who you talk to. Yeah, yeah. And 
I'll throw a clarifier in here just because I know how so many of our listeners might be. That doesn't mean that we're saying, oh, it's undeveloped. We should develop it all. No, you're right. <laughs> exactly, you're exactly right. Uh, but, but it is a matter of perspective. But it's a yeah. really important perspective because I, I think anybody who ever gets flies a drone up in the air and then looks at their footage or gets up in a plane or a helicopter or you even get out on the water and just start boating around. You know, if you've been doing it for years, you're probably noticing, oh, man, there's all those houses where there used to never be anything. It used to be trees. But for the person who doesn't have that deep perspective, you're looking around going, I can't believe how green it is. Mm -hmm. Like all that. So like overdevelopment is that tiny little speck over here. And then the rest of that peninsula is just untouched. It's pretty, pretty well, shocking. And, when and an, that way. an interesting thing to, to note here is that same perspective for those of us that have been here for a long, long time. We're the ones that are pushing to help save shoreline and protect green space. Yeah. Yes. And, and that's, so th it's a vital part of that puzzle to do that because if everybody had the perspective of a first timer that they can't believe how open it is, a lot of the stuff that's happened in the last 10 years would have never happened. So uh, the folks that do recognize that it's different than when it was from when they may remember it or what have you, that, that's a very important because that's what's helped to drive a lot of that preservation that has happened. I'm not sure if uh, either of you have gotten a chance to look at our philanthropy issue yet that came just started hitting newsstands last week, but that's one of the things we looked at yeah. is the immense investment that this community has made in opening shoreline. I mean, $26 million in waterfront purchases and, and adjacent land alone. I mean, that's remarkable. And so, so much of that money that goes into that is coming from tourism. Yes. It's coming yes. from what it we is. do. Mm -hmm. It uh, is. There's my, my first successful segue ever, and then I just ruined it by pointing out that I did it. Um, <laughs> but nice <laughs> but, work nonetheless, yeah. Miles. Um, Pretty good there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so speaking of tourism, last year the numbers were – Pretty astronomical. Yeah, they, they <laughs> were. I mean, it's still still a COVID year. Mm -hmm. But what what were we looking at in terms of room tax returns last year? I mean, room tax was up substantially last year. The previous high that we generated was 2019, and we were about 5.1 million in room tax collections that year. Last year, we were about seven over 7.2 million in room tax collections. Yeah. And again, that wasn't, a, you know, this year it's different because the room tax rate is even higher, is a little yeah. higher. But that for was 2022. Yeah, for yeah. 2022. But and, and if you look at, at the numbers and dive into those, uh, the number of room nights filled was, was up substantially. Average daily rate was up substantially. Mm -hmm. And so those together combined to help that uh, fairly large jump in room tax. But that also meant, you know, that the municipal municipalities here because they get 30% of the room tax that's generated to, to use however they would like. And the amount that they received last year for the first time skyrocketed. <laughs> they got <laughs> over 2.1, almost $2.2 million went back to municipalities last year in 2021. So when the county generates more room tax, it certainly does uh, help to, to, to generate additional revenue for, for municipalities and, and everybody else. It's what helps us all live here. And to put that in perspective, what, it, what that essentially is, is you go back to like the first year of room tax collections. It's like adding that entire first year of collections on top of the 2019 collections. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's true. And I actually, I would have never guessed like that it could grow that much that fast because John, you and I have been here before talking about being happy that we just got 3% increase, mm -hmm. things like that. And you go back 10, 15 years ago when we were in a panic about the future of tourism in the county. So there are these ebbs and flows, and who knows what, what happens this year. It sounds 
talking to lodging entities and, and folks and people trying to book rooms, it does sound like it's going to be another banner year. But uh, And the room tax numbers will be different this year just because of that increase 2.5%. Mm-hmm. But that is remarkable. That that number just still I mean, an extra thirty eight million dollars in lodging mm-hmm. revenues for the lodging industry is wild. Yeah, it was pretty amazing when you look at yeah that hundred and thirty million plus in lodging revenues last year in in twenty twenty one, and that that pretty much blew every other year out of the water. <laughs> um, and it was interesting too, and in being new coming mm-hmm. in mid November and seeing still a lot of that visitation coming in the months where traditionally it hadn't been as strong as before. So, you know, just spreading out that visitation. And I I think, you know, when we look at at places for growth and opportunity, you know, I think we look at the, what we call the shoulder seasons Mm -hmm. and it's not going to be trying to pack more people here, you know, in July. It's just not, it's trying to spread it out a little bit more to other times of the year to help with, you know, capacity issues that we're having. But also I think just to overall help the experience people can have while they're here um, because they might have a little bit more elbow room, you know, if you yeah. come up here in July, I think you're expecting it. You go anywhere in July, you're expecting it, that there's going to be some folks around and, and that's okay. And <laughs> even then in Door County, you can still find some spots that you, you got it to yourself. Yeah. It's pretty amazing in that regard. Yeah. But I will say is a, is another segue, Miles. I won't toot my horn before I do this segue, <laughs> but I do think that the increase in room tax has allowed us as an organization to do some things that we'd never have before because mm-hmm. we didn't have the resources. So for example, supporting our community businesses associations more financially to help them do all that they do. Our municipal reimbursement program to provide dollars back to the municipalities for tourism related infrastructure expenses. That's again a program that we've never been able to do before. And then some other things that we have coming down the pike that's going to also offer some additional dollar opportunities for tourism related infrastructure stuff. And, And if it weren't for this increase in room tax, those dollars would not be available to our community to be able to use for different things that they'll be able to. Well, let's talk about some of the ways that you try to shift how the organization works from a from a purely destination marketing to destination management. I know we've talked about this before, but I think seeing the evolution of it, I know I talked to Morgan Rusnick a little bit recently, mm-hmm. and she talked about the change from, okay, we, we put out this program, we put out the pledge. It's good. It's a good first step. But then she said, you know, people want to know, like, what's what's the meat behind it? What does it do now? What's the action steps? And she outlined a little bit more of that community engagement, talking to people, getting out in the community that was done last year. What's next in that program? What do you do to keep that momentum going and and give it some teeth? I, I think it's really getting out throughout all of the communities and listening and finding out what the community's perspective is as well and building a program along with residents in order to be able to have those next action steps. Mm-hmm. So sustainability is a is a really clear need for our area. And I think with sustainable tourism, particularly ensuring that our trails are well-maintained, all of the assets that, that John had referred to earlier as well, land trust, and sorry, I'm not saying every single name on it. <laughs> I love you all. You must um, mention every single park I know, specifically. I know, but all of those areas, we need to work very closely with the community and the residents that utilize those resources as well and, and try to build programming based on what those community needs are too because our community is an audience as well as our visitors. Mm-hmm. And we have to be able to maintain both 
together. And it, there it does have to be that symbiotic relationship between like the, the locals and tourism. Like, oh, absolutely. You know, we, yeah. we definitely get to this point. And there are some people who are just like, I, I actually don't care about Trudeau. I'm going to lock myself away in my cabin and yeah. I, I hate all these people. There are those people. Yeah. But for the most part, all of us are touched by it and it intertwines with all of our lives. So we, we've got to make it work for everybody. Exactly. And, and not have it be an animosity-driven <laughs> relationship. Well, and I think it's it's from your conversation with Morgan and John and I and our whole team, it's the communication piece where we really are focused on getting out into the community and listening and taking those thoughts and, and comments and direction and putting it together and, and really putting a plan in place that makes sense, that touches the residents, that helps with the municipalities and helps with the visitor with their experience when they're here. Which so. is, it's a big shift for, you know, John, mm -hmm. you go back to 2007 when when we were talking about heads and beds, that wasn't a bad thing. It was like, we oh, need all the heads thing. and beds yeah. we can possibly get. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now, if you said that in a room in Door County, people would be like, I don't want more people in my room. Right. <laughs> right. So it's. A, yeah. It's a and and we've talked about this before for your longtime listeners, Miles, this exact topic. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's cyclical. And, and back before room tax, we at the then Door County Chamber of Commerce and Visitor and Convention Bureau, um, <laughs> we oh, talked to look when we were <laughs> looking at room tax. If we, off the if we were, yeah. I said it a few times, um, <laughs> if we did our job right in 10 years, we would be having the exact kind conversations that we are having right now. Yeah. And that is, are there too many people here? What do we need to do to spread people out a little bit more? The conversations, I don't have the, necessarily the answers to all those, but I'm, those are the questions we thought we would get. And they are the exact things that have happened. It's cyclical. So right now it's, it's a certain way, you know, stuff happens around the world and things happen that change travel patterns from time to time. And at that point, the conversation will likely shift and change a little bit. And it's just, it's, it's a cycle. It's where our we're on a roller coaster. Yeah, um, it's true. I've been around, and if you look back at our archives and our minutes and just at the, the history of tourism here, you can kind of see the different boom and bust cycles and when they happened, and and you just got to be prepared and know that long-term they're going to happen. And how so now what we're looking at now is how can we position ourselves, not only for right now, but for the next, uh, when things maybe are a little bit downward, what, what will we have done to prepare for that as an organization and to help our community and our, our municipalities to deal with whatever that may be. And so that's those are some of the long-range things that we're starting to look at as an organization that we really haven't haven't had a chance to do before. And I think having Julie on board and, and with her leadership is really going to help us get to that next level, uh, really for the long term. And I think, too, in addition, thank you, John, is that we stay nimble and fluid. And we're working very closely with tourism zone commissioners in collaborating on a strategic plan so that, you know, it, it again is together and with mm. the community business associations so that we're getting all those various perspectives in order to create a very well-rounded plan that if we need to make changes, we'll be able to do that based on whatever situation is occurring. Like if God forbid COVID comes back with a vengeance or, or whatever, mm -hmm. the economy, mm -hmm. where we'll be able to, I'm not going to say the word pivot, but change <laughs> direction and continue to do what we need to do based on what the community needs are. This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by Door County Medical Center. 
Are you looking for a job in Door County with excellent benefits, culture, and potential for advancement through tuition reimbursement programs? Door County Medical Center is hiring. For more than 75 years, Door County Medical Center has been the leader in health and wellness for Door and Kewanee counties. Their integrated medical center provides a wide range of specialties, including primary care, behavioral health, general surgery, the Women and Children's Center, the Door Orthopedic Center, the Door County Cancer Center, and more. To join the team, apply today at dcmedical.org careers. The podcast is also brought to you by Destination Door County. Join Destination Door County in celebrating National Travel and Tourism Week from May 1st to the 7th. Tourism plays a critical role in financially supporting our residents and is the reason so many unique experiences, attractions, and things like restaurants, parks, and entertainment venues are available in Door County today for all to enjoy. Tax dollars generated from visitors also financially support municipal governments throughout the county and have helped pay for many park upgrades and public green space expansions. Join Destination Door County in recognizing the importance of travel in our community during National Travel and Tourism Week. You know, we talked about those, like last year's room tax increase, and then in, in just like the pure revenue. This year, you have the increase in the actual tax rate. What things is that going to allow you to do and invest in in the years to come? So John had referred to uh, some new programming coming down the pike, so to speak, or coming down the peninsula. Um, <laughs> but it will be working with additional funds where we're setting up, a, for lack of a, a working title, it's a tourism investment fund mm. that will be for municipalities to be able to apply for up to 30% of a capital fund funding project. And again, this is very loosey-goosey. We are pulling together a committee of business leaders throughout the peninsula, and they will be really driving and looking at all the applications. And Destination Door County, as well as the Tourism Zone Administrator, we will be administering the program. So we're very excited about it because it will help at the municipalities based on the infrastructure needs to be able to move forward and rebuild or help build or whatever those programs, projects mm -hmm. would be. There, there's been some other similar programs around the country yes. okay. that we've looked at quite extensively here in the last couple of months as we're trying to figure out what's going to work best for Door County, yeah. kind of picking and choosing. And uh, it's really been fascinating at some of the projects and infrastructure needs that these sorts of programs around the country have been able to help help with. Um, and it, you know, it, it's got to be something that touches a visitor in some yes. capacity because the dollars to fund this is coming from the 70% of room tax that the tourism zone is providing to the tourism entity which is destination door county so by state statute we are limited how those dollars can be spent they can't just be spent on anything right um, there's still a lot of things that those dollars can be used for yeah. and because door county is so heavily tourism based there's a vast majority of projects i think would more than likely qualify but we're excited about that and one of the things that I, i've really noticed a lot in the last year is the word collaboration and us collaborating with the, our community business associations uh, our municipalities 
municipalities, the community at large with the survey that we sent out last fall, just the, co- the collaboration and the spirit of collaboration that we're as an organization really trying to bring forward. And the new entity agreement is going to also help to dictate some of that, mm-hmm. that collaboration. That's the entity agreement between the Door County Tourism Zone and the Destination Door County? Yes. Correct. Uh, no, the, yeah, the Tourism Zone and our organization. Yeah. Uh, that's the governing document that kind of helped, that governs the relationship we have. Yeah. Just um, to be clear for the listeners, sure. because we're used to these acronyms and these titles, but the, so you might think the Tourism Zone and Destination Door County are the same exact thing. They sound like they would be the same thing, but there's overlap. They're generally going to the same purpose, but like the Tourism Zone is the entity that collects the room tax and then disperses that. And then they have to reach an agreement or come to an agreement with uh, Destination Door County of how that money is going to flow to Destination yeah. Door County. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of like... This is all dictated by state statute, so we're not just making it up as we go. (laughs) Uh, There's a statute uh, that that dictates how it all works, but it it works out really well, and we're very fortunate in Door County here especially to have it set up the way that it is to allow us to be able to take 19 municipalities and collaborate and join forces and promote ourselves as one incredible destination, Mm -hmm. and it's really worked out well. And when you look at it, and even Juliana uh, Beam, the tourism administrator, for the Door County Tourism Zone. She's gotten calls uh, from other locations around the state. Like, And we, we've heard them too. Like, how did you guys do that? <laughs> like, how did you ever set it up? You guys do it like, we're, I mean, I think we're, we're held up as a high standard uh, based in other, compared to other areas of the state because, yeah, there are some bumps in the road and some things that happen. But by and large, we have an amazing system that works incredibly well for, for what we're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So um, we're very fortunate in that regard. You know, back to that potential, what you call the, the kind of loose granting kind of program that you yeah. guys are looking at in, implementing. Yeah. And just to put that into some sort of tangible terms, let's say I'm town of Gibraltar three years ago and I'm looking at doing the beach in downtown Fish Creek. And we're saying, well, we would like to do a, a little pier off of this beach for pedestrians and visitors to walk and enjoy the view. Like, could that be, is that the kind of thing you're talking about is they could apply for some sort of micro grant to help support something like that or? Uh, yes. yes. Okay. That's exactly yes. what we're talking yeah. okay. about. And, um, and mind you, I, you know, John and I are putting together the very initial framework to present to or work with the incoming committee in order to really build out that program. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would include guidelines and reporting and all those types of things that are, you know, in the weeds type thing. But that's what we're hoping Mm -hmm. to have it accomplish Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, help with those types of programs. Land acquisition, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, to expand a park somewhere, perhaps, Uh, you know, infrastructure. So anything in those parks, maybe it's a, you know, a beach erosion or, you know, whatever, if they're changing up their beach or doing a reclamation project at a beach, Uh, anything that, you know, in, in a park, because we're, Tourism is such a big thing here. Yeah. It's probably going to qualify. Or accessibility right. or things like that. I was like, going to say ex- accessibility. Yeah. Just thinking yeah. of. Exactly. Yeah. So like, say like the Village of Sister Bay, I know like Pebble Beach, they would like to have some way for people to have wheelchair access yes. to, mm-hmm. to get close to the water. So this yes. is this is probably going to be a really exciting thing for a lot of, and I know it's early, so I'm not going to, but for a lot of municipalities and a lot of, a lot of residents just to say, oh, there's another aspect to try and get some things done that we can all enjoy. Because these are not just visitor things. Yeah, no, no, you're right. It touches residents too. Impact all of us. But these dollars are coming 
from room tax. Yeah. So this is it. It, go, it flows through Destination Door County because it's part of that seventy percent. Right. Um, but we really feel strongly about this program, and I think you know from year to year it's going to be a lot of money. I think at least it has the potential to be. We haven't determined how much is going to be dedicated to that each year, but even more so. When you look at it over a span of 10 years, yeah. it's really going to add up. And I think yeah. it could make a huge difference, not only for our residents, but from our visitor experience to have some of the new things that will um, for sure be a result of some of those tax dollars. Yeah. And that's the future mm-hmm. of tourism. And that's working with the Tourism Zone and Destination Door County together and being able to identify and moving forward with those objectives. Now, from a management standpoint, I will throw this in. (laughs) This isn't the only thing that we're going to be doing with these dollars. There are some other programs, some other things that we're instituting from a research perspective that will help us get a better understanding of how visitors move in and around Door County Mm -hmm. and residents for that matter. So it's going to allow us to help better try to deal with capacity constraints Mm -hmm. in certain spots. So if we know, okay, this one particular spot, let's just call it Cave Point. Uh, Let's say Cave Point we know is really busy and we can see research based on this new uh, research platform that we're going to have access to. We can maybe try to do things to discourage people to go or maybe encourage them to go at other times that we know aren't as busy. And we can do that throughout the whole county and, you know, share some of that data with our emergency services personnel at the county level, Mm -hmm. municipalities when it comes to roads and maybe not that we're going to like to help them figure out where traffic is in their communities. A lot of them they may already know, but Mm -hmm. we're at least going to be able to provide them with some data to help back up what they already, you know, what they may already know. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, is this something, do you feel like most of the stuff you would just know anecdotally or is this extra data going to be useful? I think it, I think it's going to be extra data that will be very useful. Some things I think people may already know, but I do think like anything, there's going to be some surprises. Hmm. And they, oh, I never knew that, or I would have never guessed that. And uh, so those are some of the things that we're hoping to uncover to be able to share with our municipalities, with our, you know, different leaders at the county level, whatever the case may be. So what we'll be able to do as well is load all of those various data analytics into a platform where we can get various visuals from uh, all the different perspectives based on all of the insight where we can run visualizations and answer questions that a municipality may have Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. a CBA may have related to some of their events or festivals. It will include credit card data so we can cross-reference. It will include origin data and what those people from those particular markets are actually doing in the county, which then we can better adjust our marketing or we can better understand what they're doing here. And are there other things that we can market to them if we need to spread out that compression or times of the year? So there's a multitude of uses, Mm -hmm. and I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, and I think it may also help us to identify some trends and and hopefully share that with our business community in some way, shape, or form. We're not quite sure what that might look like yet, but we're hoping with a combination of that credit card data and ability to see where people are moving that we can share that and, and help to ideally provide some additional insight to our business owners. So we'll be able to just watch where John's credit card is going. <laughs> as it moves we'll have a live dashboard for this. Yeah, yeah. I, I have the Randy Moss <laughs> motto: straight cash, homie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. No, um, but it is interesting. You, you have the anecdotal awareness that we all have of like, yeah, that, that place is busy or that place is busy. But then when you put the data behind it, it will clarify those points. And 
I think of it from a parking standpoint. Like, everyone complains about parking, but if you actually have the data, st- <laughs> like in, yeah. in Sister Bay, I hear people say, yeah, it was so busy. You couldn't find any place to park. It took me 45 minutes to get through Sister Bay. I'll see that stuff posted. And then I will get out and I will take go in my car and I'll drive through Sister Bay and just time it. I'm like, four and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. Four and a half minutes is much different than 45. You are getting a very anecdotal BS <laughs> comment yeah. there. And then yeah. you drive around and I will, I will count the open parking spaces. And even on an incredibly busy day, you go mm-hmm. a half block off down Mill Road and they're all wide open. And you're So like if you had data points, but communities are basing decisions on anecdotes a lot. Mm-hmm. So if this exactly. stuff trickles down to municipalities, mm-hmm. they can start basing that on actual data. Well, and the yeah. other thing that I think it's going to do is having actual data is going to be able to help in what, like when it comes to applying for grants and applying for different yes. funding yes. sources. Yes. That, you know, you can't use anecdotal data for those things. So if we can help share some data that, that we can back up and that they can use in these applications to try to get additional funding for things, I think that's another uh, great use of these uh, this research data. Absolutely. One of the other things that you, in a, the next issue of The Pulse, there is an insert, a special section on Travel and Tourism Week specific to Door County. And one of the things in there, Julie, you wrote about some of the things that you guys are trying to do from an organizational standpoint. And I thought one of the things that was interesting is a little bit increased focus on advocacy and public policy. What does that mean and how does that start to play out over the years to come? When I first got here, I had a meeting with some of the younger business owners up in Sister Bay. And what came out of that meeting was, you know, I, I wanted to better understand for all of us what what we could do as Destination Door County to help them. And one of the biggest questions was, can you advocate for us for workforce housing? Can you, would you come to meetings with our municipalities in order to be able to really support and promote the fact that we need workforce housing. Hmm. And that's just one one example. So we feel very strongly that we are advocates for our tourism businesses. We're advocates for the industry. And we have to be able to stand in front of municipalities and other organizations in order to be able to support our businesses to move forward. And and part of that is public policy. Hmm. Well, you mentioned workforce. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't What's that a your good so- segue? Yeah. What is your solution <laughs> to the workforce? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I could buy a house, a big one that I could afford right now, I'd open it up for apartments. Yeah. You, you know what we're seeing? And, and if, you know, if people are looking around and trying to see what's going on, there's not one magic solution, right? It's not one thing. It's going to be a combination of a whole bunch of little things. Yeah, Uh, There may be some that are a little bigger than others, but we're already starting to see individual businesses take matters into their own hands because they don't have a choice at this Mm -hmm. point in time. So they're having to to figure out if they buy a a couple of places to try to, to, you know, to house their employees and really not rely on others. But now the challenge is not everybody is in a situation to do that. Right. And, And so then what do you do? We can't just say, well, if you can't do that, you're out of luck. 
product. No, that's not a solution. We've got to keep trying to find different ways to try to, uh, to, to alleviate that issue. But there are all these little things. So, you know, the Gibraltar TIF that they got, that's a great one. Sister Bay has been doing some things to try to help alleviate some, uh, you know, and, and generate additional workforce housing. It's going to be these little things one at a time that are together may not seem like that big of a deal, but collectively, I think they're going to start to make a difference. It's going to take some time, though. If it was an easy thing to solve, we would have figured it out by now. It's and, not. And, and we're it's probably, national, too. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's throughout the country. And we're probably a couple decades behind some of the places that got ahead of this. You know, your Wisconsin Dells and the like, mm-hmm. who years and years ago built massive dorms. Now, granted, those were probably built by the resorts. I, I don't know off the top of my head, but I think the resorts invested in that. It wasn't a community thing. But maybe I'm wrong. That's what we got to play catch up to just to get to the baseline, Mm -hmm. right? Where we're competing for those workers. Yeah, and the challenge there is, and and I think actually a majority of those, they may have been helped fund by some of the resorts, but they were private investors. Hmm. But they had the property and the place to do it. Now, high capacity or high density up here is a little tricky because you generally speaking, are going to need to be, have at least sewer, municipal sewer available Mm -hmm. and ideally water, right? So if you put one or both of those caveats in place, all of a sudden the locations where you could put something like that, uh, uh, you know, drop considerably. There's just not a lot of places for that. So that's one of the first hurdles from a more of a high density related, uh, you know, development place like that. But, you know, I think as long as we, and while we as an organization may not necessarily be able to provide hard dollars to help with this situation, I think advocacy can certainly come into play and we can use the tools that we do have at our, at our disposal to try to help wherever we can to deal with the situation. Get the housing and then we can recruit the people up here. It's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. No, it does look encouraging this year for our J1 students. Right. Uh, we'll have a lot more this year. 420 some, I think, was the last number that Phil shared. Mm. Uh, Phil Burns. So that's is. getting closer to the peak yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, in 2019, yeah. we had about 523 or 521 mm. J1 students. So we're, we're getting back there. Uh, you know, so that should hopefully help a little bit. But it's, it's going to be a constant. Uh, issue and and again this is it's, this doesn't make anybody feel any better but it's like this all over the country in tourism yeah. destinations. I uh, just I just came issue. from uh, Clearwater, Florida, and you know they have the same housing issues. They have the transportation issues. I I talked to somebody there. They have a thing called the Jolly Trolley, which is a little transportation network that gets people around the county, or not the county. I, I refer to every place in the county because <laughs> we do that here. Um, most places don't do that. <laughs> But the, the trolley goes around the island there, and what folks told me is a lot of the people who ride that are the workers because they can't park because parking is so scarce and traffic is so backed up there that that is their way to get to and from work. I thought of it more as like the trolleys we see here, which are definitely tourism-driven, visitor-driven entities. So yeah. interesting yeah. to see that yeah. play out there. Yeah. They're, they're fighting the overdevelopment and tiny space issue down there. Mm-hmm. I've written about the housing issues and we had someone on the podcast from Aspen, Colorado a couple months ago. Yeah. Colorado has got some really interesting models on how they're solving the, the housing problem there. Hopefully we can figure out some ways to incorporate some of those other solutions yeah. here. Yeah, I think it's always good to look at different areas that are similar on what they come up with because then, you know, we see if it could work here if we can make some changes and you know if you're already seeing if it's successful or not so mm-hmm. that's good 
Yeah, and there's, you know, you can look at places around the country, you know, that they may not be surrounded by water, but they're surrounded by the mountains. And so there's only one way in and one way out, Mm -hmm. or only a couple, kind of like we have here. So um, even though we may not be exactly the same, there are some similarities, and certainly there are some ideas to be gained from places like that. One thing I would love to bring up, this this is the big (laughs) shiny object that we're excited about, uh, which will also be mentioned in the newspaper insert in the April 29th issue of the Peninsula Pulse, is uh, a fairly big organizational shift that we are making. Since 1891, when we were officially formed, we had been a membership dues-based organization. Uh, We are, with the Fortunately, with, with the increase in room tax and, our, and a change in financial situation, we are able to move forward starting on the 1st of May with essentially no longer having to charge membership dues to participate in some of the things that we do. So um, it's going to be a partnership-based model moving forward. So if you've been a longtime member, you will not receive a membership dues invoice this year. So that'll be a nice little change. And any business that's tourism-facing will be able to participate and have a listing on doorcounty.com moving forward. And so we hope to be more of an inclusive organization. And still, anybody will be able to participate in our destination guide, for example, or any of the marketing opportunities that we have. They'll be able to purchase uh, you know, space in those, just like they have been before. But membership dues will, will no longer be around, and we're happy to be able to, sh- to provide to our business community and organizations too, that they can participate and be a partner of ours without having to pay membership dues. Yeah. What does this mean for you in, from an execution side? I mean, I've worked with Destination Door County on, on marketing efforts on videos in the past and or early in my career, just doing writing 500 words for the visitor guide here and there. And I found out how difficult it could be sometimes because of the membership model. Like, what are some of those hurdles that that has presented to you over the years? Um, well, certainly as the communications and PR person, you know, it's a little tricky if a journalist, uh, you know, on a, one of our press trips, if we welcome a travel writer here, if they're asking about a place that maybe isn't or hadn't been a member of ours, you know, it put us in a little bit of a, a the travel writer doesn't know. And we obviously want to provide the best service that we can to that travel writer. And so we would talk about it. But places that were on our itineraries for our press trip, you know, those are all places that were members of the organization because that's, you know, that's how we were supported. Right. So from that, that particular standpoint, we're able to essentially utilize any business in Door County now. And that hurdle, per se, of the membership dues is no longer there. So that really does kind of open it up to anybody and stuff that we're promoting. And we don't necessarily have to worry about, well, shoot, we can't mention this place because they're, they're not currently a member. Yeah. Um, now that whole kind of thing goes off the table and it really does make us more inclusive. You know, one of the things we're going to still try to do is have somebody at least be a partner of ours. But the only thing you have to do to become a partner is fill out an online form that'll take you five, maybe 10 minutes (laughs) and won't cost you anything. Uh, It puts you on our website and it gets you into some other things that we've got. And then you'll be able to still, again, purchase advertising somewhere if you want to any of the marketing stuff. But that's all you're going to have to do now. How does somebody do that? 
You have a website? It's just online. Yeah, doorcounty.com slash partnership. Okay. And you can do it all right there. You can learn about the different things that we do have available. Some that are no cost and, a lot, you know, of course, some that are mm-hmm. if you want our additional exposure and different things. But we really think that it's going to help put our best foot forward as a county and a lot of the promotional things that we're doing. And, and obviously, let's face it, most people are using the uh, online these days to help plan their vacation. And so and online in the Peninsula Pulse. Of course. <laughs> and uh, so if, if people can get that information <laughs> online, uh, and, you know, and see that, you know, oh, there's actually, you know, X number of all these restaurants in a certain community instead of maybe only three that had an, a listing uh, in or in particular community. It just it opens it up and it really helps to paint a more complete picture of what Door County has to offer. Yeah. And I, I would think just basic writing I would do once in a while. If you were trying to do a thing of, hey, check out these Door County coffee shops, a lot of coffee shops are really small businesses where a couple hundred dollars for a membership doesn't seem like a ton. But for some small businesses, that's a they're really stretching their dollars to see where they can spend it. And a lot of small coffee shops and things wouldn't be a member. So you would basically be, go somewhere, have some coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. That's not yeah. a great visitor guide. So mm-hmm. this allows you to be a lot more specific and Freedom with editorial, and and it just makes it easier Mm -hmm. to write the content. Plus, it also helps the community business associations as well, where we're not competing with them on membership dollars. Because you're right, with small businesses, it's hard to juggle those fees. So now they can join their community business association. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, this is something we've talked about for years, right? Like, yeah. oh, wouldn't that be so great if we could ever do that someday? And so now to be in a position where it's actually, we're, we're doing it and it's getting ready to roll out. We're just, we're super excited as a staff um, to be able to help all those small businesses and really it, small or large businesses. It doesn't matter yeah. what your size is. We just look forward to getting everybody and as many as we can on board as partners of ours so we can really put our best foot forward for the county. As you said, it's, National Travel and Tourism Week coming up. That's May 1st through the 7th, correct? Yes. What do you guys have going on for this? Well. (laughs) (laughs) We actually, on Tuesday morning at Stone Harbor, May 3rd, Mm -hmm. and starting at 8 a.m., we're hosting a tourism breakfast with lots of fun and surprises and dare I say <laughs> cherry mimosas? I think you can yeah, say that. You, I, you dare. I, I think I dare say that. <laughs> and we will be introducing a lot of people and providing a beautiful video produced by Peninsula Filmworks <laughs> on really showing the benefits of travel and tourism and that lodging tax and what it has helped the county do in terms of development and helping expand that waterfront and parks and some of those other things. Mm -hmm. And we've got the newspaper insert that's going to be in the Friday, April 29th issue of the Peninsula Pulse. Mm -hmm. So lots of really good things in that particular insert that people can read. Everybody up here will get that. And if somebody needs more copies of that, please let us know at the Destination Door County office. We'd be happy to, to get you some. We did provide for some overruns, so we'll have some to share. And then just additional messaging around the county and other in, in some different places to try to talk about how important tourism is to us, not only from an economic standpoint, which obviously that's the, you know, kind of the easy one to tell, but then also, you know, from a quality of life standpoint. Yes. The fact that, so you know, a, a community of 30,000 people would not have 
half of the things to see and do that we do as residents if it weren't for tourism. Right. And so, yeah, you know, it, it may get annoying because you can't, it takes you a little longer to take a left turn in the summer, but not being able to take a left turn in two seconds allows us so many different things. And I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. There's, we would not have two YMCAs in Door County if it weren't for tourism in some capacity. Now, I know visitors aren't necessarily using those. They're not, you know, sustaining those. It's our residents that do that. But having our seasonal residents and our seasonal population really does uh, handle that. And guess how those people all got here? They were visitors first. Yes. And so it all plays into it. Some of it's more of a long game. So we'll, we'll have just, it's a great, this is the 39th annual National Travel and Tourism Week, yeah. um, 2022. So it's a great opportunity for us as an industry to kind of talk about it. And it's not just here in Door County, it's all over the country. Yeah. But we're certainly appreciative and try to take advantage of the opportunity here too. And I think you'll see a lot of our team out and about throughout the county on our partner Facebook page and just really celebrating the future and celebrating what Door County has to offer and celebrating the fact that we get to live here yeah <laughs> so it's fantastic it's pretty neat and i'm just really interested to see how this evolution continues for destination door mm -hmm. county in one with the added resources financially that are available and then with the kind of shift in in goals and an ethic of how to intertwine and how to have a tighter relationship with the communities and with the the residents to get the best of what everyone wants here so hopefully some listeners out there who maybe think of tourism as a big bad guy in the room can see a way to use this in a positive way. Well, and it gives me a chance to say, please reach out to me, Julie, J-U-L-I-E, at doorcounty.com, because I want to hear it all. I want to learn it all. If it's information that a resident may have problems with, I, I would really like to help them with that. So... I want to meet as many people as I can. It's certainly exciting times to be in Door County from a, a tourism management and marketing side. And it's really enlightening and it's super encouraging to see all the stuff that we've got going on right now. And it's just, it's an exciting time to be here. And uh, I'm excited for the community, quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, and and as, as more stuff comes out and we're able to roll it out and talk about it more, I think people will get excited about that too. And uh, I just think good things lie ahead for, for tourism and for all of us here in Door County. And I'd r much rather be sitting here talking to you about how do we manage all this business yes. than how can we possibly catch up and get this business before everyone goes out of business, which is well, that's really right. what we were talking about yeah. 15 yeah. years and, ago. And, yeah. you know, Miles, it's true where John referred to earlier, it's cyclical, and that's why we have to be nimble and be able to shift and and ensure that the strategies that we're activating are ones that are needed at that particular time. Well, thank you both for joining us on the podcast and talking. We're coming up on an hour where this is what happens with us. Wow. I, like it. <laughs> I know. So I'm just sitting back here. Where's my wine? Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're recording this at six in the morning and Julie wants to know. Yeah, yeah right. Um, well, thank you both for joining us. Yeah, thank, thank you, Miles. You guys. Always enjoy talking. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at The Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.